In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the fourth week of Lent. Today being the 31st day of March 2022. As we thank God for bringing us to the end of this month and ushering us into the new month of April, let us call upon him that he may send his spirit upon us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is God has come to show us his mercy. God has come to show us his mercy. The first reading today is taken from the book of Exodus chapter 32 from verse 7 to verse 14. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to John chapter 5 from verse 31 to verse 47. Yes, indeed God has come to show us his mercy. God, our compassionate Father, will never fail to show mercy to his own children. In the very first reading today, the people of Israel were seriously, you know, um, they went seriously away from God and made unto themselves a calf which they worshipped as the God that brought them out of the land of Egypt. And God was really furious about this. God was upset with them and said to Moses, Your people whom you have, I have brought out of the land of Egypt through your own instrumentality have turned away from me to worshiping a molded calf. Simply because you have moved you away from them for a moment to have an encounter with me on the holy mountain. And God says, I am going to destroy these people, but of you I'll make a great nation. Now, Moses as a prophet, Moses as a priest, Moses as a king, will stand in the gap to intercede for the people of Israel, begging that God may show mercy. And indeed, God came to them in mercy, forgiving their sins and repenting of the wrath he had a plan to bring upon them. What lesson are we to learn from this? Number one, in the case of Moses, we see a leader who will not only speak the mind of God to the people, condemning their evils and uttering that which is the will of God, but at the same time standing in the gap to intercede for them in their times of weaknesses and limitations. A true religious leader is one who will always stand as an oracle of God. Saying, thus says the Lord, speaking against the evils of his time, condemning the sins of his people, making sure the flock are constantly reminded of the will of God. Nevertheless, when they go astray in their limitations and shortfalls, 
He stands in the gap, interceding for them, that they may not be condemned. And so a true leader, a religious leader, a spiritual leader, even a civil leader, is not one who condemns the followers, but the one who brings about the conversion of the followers from that which is wrong to that which is right. And when their own limitations betrays them, he stands in the gap to intercede with a view to averting the wrath of God against his erring children. As for the flock, we the people of God, we must always stay focused on God. Many, once they are blessed, they are saved from poverty, for instance, and become wealthy, they begin to feel that the source of their wealth is one man or one woman, one job, one connection, one thing or the other that might have been used by God as an instrument to bring in them to the level they are. And so instead of paying their allegiance, a holistic and a, um, wholehearted allegiance to God, they begin to pay allegiance to men, to the things of this world, to structures put in place by human beings, even to governments and all of that. Many also in their times of troubles and challenges, they turn away from God and begin to wallow in sin as a result of despair. Many will always channel their attention, their devotions, their reverence that is meant to, for God to some other things outside of God due to circumstances of life. We are to learn today, dear children of God, to always remain focused on God, no matter what experience we may be going through, whether it is pleasant or ugly. For God is our maker, God is our redeemer, God is our savior. Only him can save, and he has kept us where we are today. He has brought us through the challenges of life to where we are today, even though it may not be all rosy yet. This is the situation that Jesus found himself with the Jews of his time because they found it difficult to believe in him, who has been sent by God the Father for their own redemption. They expected Messiah, which they have been praying for, looking forward to, hoping for, has come, and they have failed to recognize him. And so he will tell them, the reason they have not recognized him is because they have failed to believe in God. They seek God where God will not be found. They seek God in things where God is not found. They seek God in ways and manners that are contrary to the ways and manners God would want to reveal himself to his people. They were so full of themselves that they were not humble enough to learn from God when God came to them in human form. And so Jesus will tell them, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. But it is they that bear witness to me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from men, but I know that you have not the love of God within you. I have. So he continued and said, I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. So the problem the people of Israel were having at the time of Jesus, especially the religious leaders of Judaism, is the fact that they wanted to experience God, encounter God, and express God outside the way God would want them to. Dear child of God, are you like the Jews? Or are you one of those 
who is able to humble himself, listen to the voice of God through the mouth of Jesus Christ, through the mouth of the church, through the mouth of the leaders of the church, the teaching authority of the church, to seek God the proper way, the right way, to encounter God, experience God, serve God, and live in God and for God. He has indeed come to show us mercy. He has come to forgive. He has come to heal our land. He has come to redeem us. But only when we repent. Only when we receive or if you like, apply ourselves out of our own volition to the free gift of God's mercy, God's forgiveness, God's redemption, and God's salvation. Are you availing yourself of that chance, of that opportunity today? Or are you still hanging your life on one man or the other? One spiritual man or one spiritual woman. One man of God or one woman of God. One government or the other. One wealthy man or the other. Are you still hanging your life on your spouse alone? Are you still hanging your life on any of your kids? Are you still hanging your life on money? Are you still hanging your life on your knowledge or on your position? Or have you begun to see the need for God in your life? Outside of God, everything in the universe is useless and meaningless. It's but emptiness. But when God comes into the life of a man, everything in the life of such a person becomes meaningful and gains value. We want to pray today for the grace to repent of our sins, to key into God's mercy that is readily available for us. Like God refused or rather repented of the wrath of the condemnation he wanted bringing upon the people of Israel. May he look at us with mercy and compassion, especially in our generation that has put so much trust in science and technology, in um, a human person, in human structures, in human systems, in political systems, in political powers that cannot save. So that trusting in God above all things, we may experience his mercy and enjoy his salvation and redemption so that we may live to the fullest of that which God has destined us to be, his own chosen people through Christ our Lord. Amen. Dear children of God, tomorrow, the first day of April, we shall begin our nine-day intensive prayer and novena, and we shall be praying with the uh, book of Isaiah chapter 61 from verse 5 to verse 11, Isaiah chapter 65 from verse 15 to verse 26, and the book of Psalms chapter 8. Present your intentions to God. Feel free also to send your prayer requests. And as wait upon God in faith for these nine days, the first day of September, I mean April to the ninth day of April, may God grant all that we ask of Him according to His holy will for us, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.